0: You're listening to How She Creates. I'm your host, Lauren Hooper. This podcast is for the curious, the wanderer and the wonderers, the playful and the joyful. Every week, we are going to explore how to design a life full of creativity and whimsy. Now let's get curious and go explore something. Today's episode is sponsored by Sculpey. Their brand new color mustard is perfect for fall and it is out now for all of your crafting needs. You can check it out at Sculpey.com and find their new mustard color in their Primo Clay section. Welcome to How She Creates. I am really excited about today's episode. I have been thinking about this topic for a really, really long time and I'm excited to dive into it with my good friend Misty, who I have known for a really long time and I am, I just love chatting with her. And so I'm really excited to bring her wisdom to the podcast today. Misty, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. Will you do a quick intro of who you are and where we can find you
1: online? Sure. Um, I am Misty Grenade. I'm a um, mixed media artist. I've been working in this iteration um, for about seven years. I started, um, I I was an artist as a child. You know, everybody's an artist as a child. And um, somewhere along the way, kind of got out of sync with my creativity, even though I wanted to be an artist. Um, I studied graphic design in college, and that wasn't exactly it, but I worked in graphic design for a lot of years. Um, And then I had babies, and after you have babies, sometimes you don't do a whole lot. So I took a little break, and then about seven years ago, I started with um, a Make Something Every Day project where I just spent 20 minutes a day making stuff, and then people started asking to buy my stuff, which was really um, kind of overwhelming for me, but I started selling things and then I've sort of just become an artist. I've had a couple of shows. I have one coming up this summer and, um, I'm mostly on Instagram. You uh, can find me at, um, misty.grenade. That's G-R-A-N-A-D-E on Instagram. But, you know, I have Twitter and a webpage, misty.grenades.com is my webpage. So yeah.
0: Awesome. And we'll have links to everything so you can connect with Misty in the show notes at lauren-likes.com slash podcast. Uh, so if you didn't get that, or if you want to go look her up really quickly, uh, she makes super cool stuff. And I, I love your work, Misty, because I feel like you have a lot of interest, but I feel like I can kind of narrow it down to you do mixed media work, and then you are a crocheter. Do you feel like those are your two (laughs) things? Those are my
1: two things. Yeah, they really are. And the the project I'm working on right now is actually um, both of those things together. I'm taking um, doilies from my family, um, from my mom cleaned out from my grandma's house. And so I have sort of these historical artifacts in the form of doilies. And um, my current body of work is about women who don't just stay at home and do the stay at home thing. So, um, I have women like, um, Sojourner Truth. Um, I have, um, I think her name is Maria Mitchell. She was the first American uh, woman astronomer. Um, and I've built some pieces around that and integrated the crochet pieces into that. I've made some new ones and then I've used some old ones and I've, uh, sort of mixed up both of my favorite hobbies doing that.
0: Oh, that's so cool. I can't wait to see. And I think that's something else I really love about your work is I do feel like you're very intentional, um, with your pieces and your work and they have a lot of meaning and background and depth. Do you feel like that's something that comes naturally to you that that's evolved over time? You have to work at that. Tell me a little bit more about it.
1: Um, you know, I basically just chase ideas. Um, I start thinking about something and, um, read a little bit and do a little research and go, Oh, that's kind of, that's cool. And, um, particularly women's issues, um, which I hate the term women's issues, but here we are, um, are very important to me and making sure that women are giving credit for their work and all the, all aspects of their work, whether they're, um, you know, doing, um, a traditional model, which is really funny. It's actually what I look like to the outside world. I'm a stay-at-home mom um, and an artist on the side. So it looks, you know, from the outside, I look like a very traditional homemaker type, but um, I'm also an artist. So, you know, that's a those two things are um, n- not necessarily what you would put together. Um, and so I just really like the idea of women getting credit for whatever their work is. Um, And I like to draw attention to that.
0: Oh, I love that. And that's so interesting when you were saying that. It's like layers, you know, I stay at home for my kids, but I also am an artist. But, you know, I also do these other things. And it's like these interesting layers that, you know, it almost feels not like separate blocks, you know, like the block of this, a block of that. It's like they're translucent layers that overlap one another. Um but the outside world definitely likes us to have like easy to step on blocks to say like, okay, this is what you do, this is who you are.
1: Yes. And I really I you know I've struggled I think what a lot of women struggle with this was saying things like, Well I'm just a stay-at-home mom. And you know, being a stay-at-home mom is a lot, a lot of mental energy to keep your kids engaged, to find things for them to do. Um so, you know, being just a stay-at-home mom is that word is awful just I hate just um mm-hmm. so I've worked really hard to say you know I'm an artist and I'm lucky enough that I also get to stay home with my children um yeah my children are a little older so that's easier for me to say it that way there was a time in my life where I was a stay-at-home mom and nothing else got done um and you know that's how things work
0: I mean it's cycles. okay I don't have kids and sometimes I stay home and nothing gets done either so <laughs> it's- it just happens. It just happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, but that perfectly brings us around to the idea of cycles. And so I think of creative cycles in a couple ways. One, the, like you're saying, like, I've got small kids. I got mm-hmm. a bunch of them. You know, this is just what we're doing right now. And then, you know, there'll be some pockets of free time when they go off to school. But then also cycles just kind of in our you know, inspiration is a weird word. To, I don't want to use that in this setting. Um, but but maybe it's right. But, you know, we just go through times where we make a lot, we're working on a big project, we're doing something. And then times where we're not, or maybe we're researching or gathering, but it doesn't look like we're making. Um, so tell me about the cycles that you've experienced in your creative
1: journey. Yeah, my first cycle of the downtime um, was awful. Um, I had been doing, I think it was probably in my second year of Make Something Every Day, I went through this um, just low energy. um, And it wasn't like I was depressed. I just couldn't think of anything to do. Um, And I didn't want to go into the studio. And I, I just... And I, then I was paralyzed, like like I had these few days in a row where I didn't want to do anything. And then I was like, well, maybe it's over. Um, I can't, I, you know, I can't do anything anymore. I'm done. Um, and what I realized is that I just needed to to fill the tank with something else. Um, and I've learned now after a couple of these seasons is that, you know, when, when things are not really jamming in the studio, maybe it's time to, you know... Um, I, you know, I have a bunch of different hobbies. So I'll, I'll go do something else for a while. I'll dye yarn or I'll do weaving or, um, you know, I have a couple of very small side hobbies that I enjoy, but I don't love. So I don't invest quite as much time with them. Um, or, you know, you just go lay in the hammock. Like sometimes you just gotta go lay in the hammock and recharge in that way. So at this point, I know when I hit that cycle um, with my art, that I just need to take a rest, um, and breathe and, you know, read or, um, crochet or cook, or just do something else for a little while and not fret about it because it will come back. It does come back. Um, and I'm not talking about, you know, practice. This is something a little bit different than practice. I think, um, what is the saying? Inspiration has to find you working. Um, you know, being, building a habit of being in your workspace. And, you know, even if it's just to clean up, sometimes that can be very inspirational, but there are definitely times for me when I'm like, okay, there's nothing here. I need to do something else. Um, and just take a break.
0: Let me clarify. Did you say that you feel like you hit that first cycle when you had finished that first 365 project?
1: yeah or in the was, middle of it no no I was through the first year it was into my second year um and it, it was probably about a third of the way into my second year I can't remember exactly but it was sometime somewhere between a third and a halfway through my second year so I had okay. been creating for you know 365 days and like three months maybe <laughs> another three months on top of that
0: Yeah, you know, I find it so interesting because I find that like the 100 day project is going on right now. Um, And I have found that at the end of the 100 day project, I just am done. Like, it's like somehow all this momentum. And then on the last day, I'm like, well, never doing that again. Never doing anything again. (laughs) You know, it's like you're running the race and you're like, just in it. But then once you see that finish line, you're like, "Huh, okay, I can quit now it's like a weird mental thing. Um, cause you gave yourself that box. And so once you're out of the box, then it's done.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's a great, that's a very natural time to, um, take a break and switch gears and do something else. Um, you know, whatever your other interests are, um, once you've been engaged really hard for that hundred days, um, you know, kicking back and, and doing something else, um, allows you that part of your brain to rest, I guess. I don't, I don't know exactly what that is, but yeah, you just are, are done. You've used up all the gas there. So um, it's an interesting, like I said, the cycles really scared me when at the beginning and now I'm sort of to the point where I'm like, Oh, this is how this is. And at the beginning of quarantine, you know, we've been in the house now, we're in our eighth week of being in the house and the first two weeks of quarantine, I had brain fog. I had brain fog, like right after like being pregnant brain fog. And right after having a baby brain fog where I just, I couldn't concentrate. I would read something and it would make no sense to me. And I would come in the studio and I would just look at everything and go, well, yeah, there's stuff in here. mm -hmm, There sure is stuff (laughs) in here. Um, And I just, I couldn't I I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how to pick things up. Um, and you know, after the first couple days, I was like, okay, I just need to not fret about this because we're clearly in something that none of us have experienced before. And so I just need to let go of the expectations that I have all this time to work now. You know, I don't have to leave the house. Um, you know, that's, I think that's, that is the, productivity mindset that kind of kills us sometimes that we must always be producing um we don't always have to be producing that's that's a <laughs> that's a lie we tell ourselves to make ourselves feel better i guess i don't know but you know it, forcing production even of artwork i think is is can be very um counter counter to your well-being so i really just took those two weeks off and said all right well I'll be back in there when I'm back in there. And um, I just hung out with my kids and made sure everybody was fed. And, um, you know, it passed. And maybe it's not passed for some folks, you know, like, I can see that, that anxiety hanging on for a lot of folks. So, you know, I don't think we should beat ourselves up about that at this time.
0: Yeah, and I think there are two important things that you talked about. And I think the first one that we need to address is defining the cycle. Have you ever read the Creative Habit by Twyla Tharp? Yes, I
1: love that book. It's fantastic.
0: It is. It is by far my like creative bible. It is my number one creative book. And mm-hmm. so, if you haven't mm-hmm. read it, I would absolutely, absolutely encourage you to. And I love her how she has such a clear process mm-hmm. of you know she gets a box and she mm-hmm. starts just like she gets an idea and she starts just researching and collecting and filling in the box before she ever goes into the dance studio to choreograph anything. Um, and and then when she's done, you know, she can like close the box and put it away. And she can see that as a clear cycle. And I think we need to define our cycle in that way. Mm-hmm. Of mm-hmm. Just because you're just reading a book or watching movies doesn't mean you're not being creative. It's the yes. definition of output equals creativity or living your creative life is Mm. creativity. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very important. Um, I, I did, it did take me a long time again, after, um, starting a 365 day project, sort of getting into that mode. Like I have to have something to post, right. I have to have something to go on Instagram. Um, and I am to the point now that I take Sundays off um, I don't post on Sundays. Um, and you know, part of that is, um, you know, cause we're going to church and we're doing those sorts of things as a family, but at the same time, like there needs to be a day of the week where I'm not tied to producing something. Um, and so I just let Sunday be a day of rest and, um, then, you know, come back to it on Monday and get back in there. But yeah, definitely defining your cycle. And that can look like, literally whatever works for you. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, mine works for me, yours works for you. And you just have to like, um, play with it until you get into a cycle that works. Um, and then just be really protective of it and guard it because, um, it is part of your emotional health to have the season and the cycle of, of working on things and then resting and, you know, input and output, those sorts of things.
0: Yeah, and I I loved what you said at the beginning that, you know, oh, you know, when I was burnt out and I s- stopped creating, I went and I knitted. And I was like, that's creating. Um, but you're right. It's again comes back to those definitions of, you know, to be an artist or to be a creative person, I have to be, you know, painting, a painting every single day, and that is what creative output is. Yeah. Um Yeah, and so just just kind of figuring that out and letting ourselves off the hook from that and leaning into like you are saying, like, just playing around with dyeing some yarn mm-hmm. could, you know, create your best idea yet. But if you yeah. were like, no, I have to be painting every day, <laughs> yeah. you're never going to get that.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I had a very, very productive day yesterday, like probably the most productive day I've had in months Um, I got a tremendous amount of stuff done. At the end of the day, I was like, look at me. (laughs) I had that moment of, wow, I am impressive today. Um, And then I quickly thought, you know, that means tomorrow there probably won't be that much going on. And that's okay, because I probably did almost a week's worth of work yesterday um, in, you know, my normal cycle of things. Yeah. Oh, that's such a
0: good point, too, because my husband and I talk about this constantly, especially as someone who works from home. And my husband does a lot too. the, this, the like American work week cycle of you work from nine to five, five days a week. And if you, and that is how you are productive. That is your productivity marker versus like, I can have my work done in one day, then I can go to the beach for four. Right. You know, that's the same thing, but it's Mm -hmm. such a mental burden that weighs on me. If I'm not working from nine to five every day.
1: Yeah. Um, I, am less, um, tied because I've been out of the regular workforce for so many years. I'm actually less tied to nine to five at this point as I am to, I need to be doing something every day, um, Mm. in the studio. And to me, that's really about, um, just staying in the habit because, I feel like I need um, just to sort of keep my toes wet every day. Um, again, and that can be as little as coming in here and cleaning up the giant mess I made for the last week, right? Um, and you kind of reorganize things and you know you shuffle things around a little bit and then you go, oh, look at this cool thing, I can work on this. Um, and you set that aside to work on you know later or tomorrow or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, it's, inter- it's, it's, really interesting and you really have to be in touch with yourself. That's the other part is you have to sort of learn what works for you. Um, and, and just be in touch with that part of yourself and honor it. Um, and that for me, that's hard to do because I want to, like, I want to work, I want to work. Um, and so just go, okay, today's not a work day. We're doing something else today. It's okay. Like it'll be there tomorrow. This episode is sponsored by
0: Sculpey. They have a brand new color out for fall called Mustard. And it is the most perfect shade of mustard yellow that you can imagine. It is one of my very favorite colors of all time. I have been crafting up a storm with it. I created a wall-hanging air plant holder vase out of it. I have made earrings out of it. I want to put it everywhere. It is that perfect fall mustard color and it is available exclusively on Sculpey.com with their Primo brand. And I love Sculpey's clays because they are really strong and flexible. So it's really easy to work with. It's nice and soft in your hands. And then once you bake it, it dries and it's flexible so you can bend it, and it will hold up its shape and it stays soft until it's baked so it doesn't air dry and it's really really simple to use and you can work with it a ton and put it away and come back to it and use leftovers for other projects Um, and you can just bake it at home in your oven so I love using Sculpey's Clay and their Primo brand is one of my very favorites because like I said it's really fantastic to work with and I will We'll put a link in the show notes to my air plant holder because I did a whole tutorial for you on how to do it but you can grab that primo mustard color at Sculpey, sculpey.com and you'll find the color there it's beautiful and it is perfect for all of your fall crafting needs What do you do when you are feeling a little stuck or blocked and you feel like you're not quite in, um, you know, a season of creating, Mm -hmm. do you want to maybe not by your choice? Do you want to push and push in or, um, do you take a step back and you're like, nope, just going to close the door to that room. And I'll go back in there when I go back in there.
1: You know, I've tried different things over the year. That question was in the interview questions, and I was thinking about that. And, I, you know, I've really tried different things off and on, and sometimes one works and sometimes the other works. <laughs> and so, again, just sort of being in touch with yourself and knowing um, I, I tend to want to push, um, and pushing sometimes makes a, an unsalvageable mess. And so, if I push a little bit and I find I'm like really um, just destroying things, then I go, okay, I need to ease up and maybe go do something else. (laughs) Um, And so I'll, you know, take a break. And um, it's interesting to me because I find, particularly cooking, resets my brain in a way um, that a lot of things can't and I don't know if that is you know maybe it's the act of cooking maybe it's the fact that you know my family we always eat at the dinner table so you know everybody comes together and we have a little downtime and kind of get reset as far as being with my people um you know or you know I just have a full belly and then I can think again I don't know um but cooking and that process always really helps me um in a way that I find surprising taking a hot shower also um I've read that, um, water on your skin, um, actually stimulates you to think. And so if you, you know, are particularly stuck, sometimes a shower is helpful.
0: Yeah, I've been, um, like, I'm not going to say I've been baking a lot. I've been baking a couple things recently and I, I was working on a big project and I was just completely stuck. Like kind of starting to like unravel I was so stuck on it and it was like do soon and like yeah <laughs> yeah uh, and I was like you know what I'm screw this and I went and I got a recipe so this is the thing for me I don't ever really cook with a recipe and um, it drives my husband insane because he doesn't know what to do um and I'm like I don't know you just put some stuff in there um But when I bake, which I'm not good at, I have to use all of my brain power to like read and decipher Mm, and understand mm -hmm. the instructions. And it's very difficult for me. Mm -hmm. And that resets my brain so much better because it's like a fully engaged, but something different. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. And I mean, you're still working with your hands. That's the part that I don't under, mm -hmm. that kind of blows my mind is you're, you know, you're chopping things, you're mixing things like- You're still working with your hands um, in a lot of the same ways that you are when you're in the studio. But for some reason, um, it's just a great reset. And then you have something yummy to eat, you know, if it's cookies or a cake or, you know, it's dinner, whatever. You Yeah, um,
0: it's like an instant win, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I just made this cookie. Like, I can do this. I can write this paper, you know, this article. (laughs) Yes.
1: Bonus points for chocolate.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, I made some really good Snickerdoodle cookies the other day. My husband said they were the best cookies I've ever made. Um but ah, oh, yeah, it's so interesting. And do you um as someone who does a lot of creative output for specific reasons, whether it be teaching or having a show, um, do you feel that you work in cycles where, you know, you're just like all in creating for this show? And then it's, you know three months of admin for the show and you're kind of not doing, maybe you're just kind of like, you know, puttering around in the studio. Um, But then you go like all in on one big project for a while. And then you kind of do the admin for it.
1: Yes. And, and, you know, I think that's the life of an artist is that when you're at a certain point and you're doing everything yourself that you do, you have to, you know, you're in the studio and you, you know, you go all in and work really hard on those things and you go, Oh, look at all this business stuff I got to do. Let me do that for a while. Um, and I, um, tend to keep spreadsheets, which I know is very weird for an artist, but I have spreadsheets of my work where I keep lists of things so that when I do have a show, you know, I have a spreadsheet for that. Um, and I can, you know, hand that over to the, um, the gallery manager and say, okay, here's a list of my things. Um, and so, you know, again, it's a different way to switch gears and work on something else. And, Um, I'm very fortunate. And then my husband has a brain for that sort of thing. Um, so when I get particularly stuck, I'm like, Oh, please help me. I don't know what to, you know, like, uh, you know, Excel and spreadsheets and math and that's not my strong suit. So I'm very happy that my husband gives me a hand with those things when I need them. And, um, but yeah, I try to, I've tried over the years to like have a day a week and say, okay, this day is going to be the business day where I handle emails and um, uh, you know, work on that sort of thing. and the truth of the matter is that the cycle isn't that short um, for it to be a weekly basis. It's more probably like a monthly or quarterly thing where I work on a bunch of stuff and then I have to work on you know, website stuff and just add, you know, admin things. Um, the you know, the back end of being an artist um, where you're working on your website and you're working on your Etsy store and you know all of that kind of stuff. so, I had high hopes. My mom moved here last summer. I had high hopes that I was going to train her to do some of those things. And she was like, I can't do any of that. And I was like, yes, you can. I, I promise you can. You really can. She's like, oh, I can't do your Etsy store. Like that's, I, I couldn't, I couldn't mess it up. So I'm tr- I'm still trying to ease her into that. So um, she can, she could be my, um, my studio manager. That would be really fantastic.
0: <laughs> well, you can always just give her a kid. And I mean, that would lighten your workload a lot.
1: Right, right. Like, here, I just need you to, I need you to type these things in. Like, here's my handwritten list. Take it and go. Yep.
0: It's like, you can either, you know, work at the Etsy store, or you can have one of my children. This is your, you know, <laughs> right. these are your options, mom.
1: Right. Right. But she does, uh, she actually does help me. She um, um, helps me in a lot of different ways. Um, mostly, it's folding my laundry, but... <laughs> she will. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. That's a good mom. That's a good mom. She fills my letter but no, she um she helps me do shipping. Um, we, you know, back when I was doing shipping, she was helping with shipping a lot and um, uh, just various and things. I'll hand her something, and she's like, "You really want me to do this?" I'm like, "Yeah, you can handle it. It's not that big of a deal. Like, you can handle it, mom. You've got this." <laughs>
0: Um, okay, so speaking of the next things, do you have a next project lined up or do you tend to take some downtime and then see what comes up?
1: Well, I have a show coming up um, mid-june. Uh, I'll be it's running six weeks from June to the end of July. and I'm in the process of working on those pieces right now. Um, I have uh, five completely finished and I have six more nearly finished and I would really like to get about four more done. I'd like to have about 15 total. So um, yesterday was a really good productive day on those things. Um, but I don't have anything lined up after that. And again, the cycle is I work really hard on this and then I tend to sort of ease off and take a break and, um, you know, just do little tiny projects, you know, postcards, working in my art journal, um, just do little, little things around, you know, I swap art journals with some friends you know, stuff like that, which is lovely and creative, but is relatively low pressure. So I tend to kind of go in and out of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, feel that we, you know, I'm working on a new course right now. It's going to come out in a few weeks. It's called Capture and Create. If you want to learn about it, you can go to my website. Um, but, you know, I've spent, you know, the past couple of weeks filming and now I'm editing everything and then I'm going to release it. And then um, I don't want to call this travel when you are literally moving countries and starting an entire new life <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic. So I'm not going to say that this is going to be a fun and venture for traveling but normally what I would do is I would be traveling at this time and yeah so that those kind of tend to be my cycles as I travel all summer and then I come back and you know I'll create a new class or create something in the um, fall and then we travel over winter and then you know I create in the create in the spring and then I travel again in the summer and it's it's a good cycle for me um mm-hmm. and and it's for, and travel is where I get so much inspiration and it is I was gonna so say great. you
1: really Brilliant are good at that yeah you're really good at that
0: yeah and but it's sometimes hard because I do feel bad because I don't um necessarily like paint every day in my s- travel sketchbook while I'm traveling because it's so like brain overwhelming to figure out all yeah. the travel logistics mm-hmm. um and just time but I'm constantly taking pictures. I'm constantly noticing colors. I'm constantly writing in my journal. You know, I am noticing things and slowly collecting, you know, um, but it just looks different. And sometimes I have to like, take the pressure off of myself. And I hope that people listening are like taking a little pressure off themselves. If maybe, especially right now, you Mm -hmm. know, if you're not creating a ton, like if you are still quarantined and social distancing and this is all very overwhelming and taking up a lot of brain power. Yes. Um, it's okay. You know, yeah. you're just one day you're going to like emerge like a flower from the, like the sidewalk cracks um, and you'll get back to it. Um, so you feel like you were saying first few weeks, you just couldn't handle it. Do you feel like you've gotten back into the rhythm now? Is it kind of up and down? How's it going with your creativity now that you've been, you know, quarantine for a few months.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's actually going really well now. Um, I, I, I did have like two weeks of total brain fog and then I just started, um, uh, I took a, um, a short online class and was painting postcards. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to send some postcards. So I made some postcards and I sent a few postcards and then I made a few more postcards and pretty soon I'd made like, you know, 150 postcards um, and you know like at that point you have to go uh, yeah you're back in the groove right like at the point where you've made 75 or 100 or 150 postcards like you're definitely working again um, so I was like okay well this has been really good so I'll just um, sort of move that into um, some other things and so I I did some art journaling and I had been sort of stuck on on my show work. Um, because I had done the bulk of it before, um, we started, um, social distancing. Um, we had that, I had that break of time. And so I couldn't quite get back into it. Um, and so, um, I was thinking about it over the weekend and I was like, what if I did this or what if I did this or what if I did this? And so I kind of made a what if list, um, regarding the pieces for the show And then yesterday I was like, okay, I'm going to try some of those things. And if they don't work, I don't have to include them, right? Like there's no rule that says everything I make in this period of time has to go in the show. So I tried a few more things and um, I was really excited because a few of them worked and I was like, oh, okay. So I just need to like kind of, let the road curve gently in this direction, right? Like I had been going down this path and um, had been very intent on it. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I've made these pieces, they look like this. So now the road is just going to curve a little bit and it's still going to look all, it will still go together like cohesively as far as color and style, but I've added a few things. I've changed a a few things. So the road's just going to curve and I'm going to follow that path. So that was kind of what my big, burst of work yesterday was was sort of chasing those rabbits um and um hopefully today I'll this afternoon I'll be able to um kind of finish up some of those things I started yesterday and and kind of look at them with the other finished pieces and go do they work yes or no um but yeah that's uh, that I mean everything I do sometimes I feel like it's just chasing rabbits just this is this. I'll go follow this for a while. Oh, okay. Here's a good idea. I'll go follow that for a while. And then the editing process is later, right? Like you just kind of do stuff and follow it and, and, uh, work and and work. And then later on you go, oh, oh, okay. This goes together. This doesn't, I'll put this in the stack. Maybe I'll reuse it in some other way. Um, and then, you know, here's the body of work I'm going to hang for this show.
0: Oh, I like that you, you know, approach that with such grace for yourself of like we're just gonna see what happens you know we're just gonna test it out if it's not if it doesn't work it's not a big deal um because i know some people do really subscribe to that like push through show up every day you know and it'll happen and i feel that for those people but yeah i'm I'm just not one of them
1: well i think um i I mean you're gonna make bad art (laughs) Like I'm going to make bad art. You're going to make bad art. We're all going to make bad art. Like that's the way that works. Um, you have to make the bad art to get to the good art. Um, mm-hmm. And so just being able to go, oh, I'm going to try this and see what happens. And if I like it, great. And if I don't like it for this thing, then um, I've been working long enough now that um, I just have a stack of old stuff. And every once in a while I'll pull out the old stack and, and like rifle through it and go, Oh, I can do, I can use this for this, like this goes really well and I'll rip it up and create something new from that base that I made. Um, So I tend to not throw anything away, which is really hard because I work in a space the size of a a closet. Um, So (laughs) trying to store all the things that I have at this point can be kind of tricky, but um, if I hold on to it, it might have a use at some point. So if I can flat file it and and then pull it out later. And I actually, the, the journal I'm working in right now, um, it's kind of an oversized book, but everything in the oversized book came from art I had made before. I cut up to the right size and bound in this book. So a lot of the spreads that I'm working on in this art journal are from art that I made when I very first started, like five and seven years ago. So, you know, I'm able to go back and look at that stuff and go, oh, look at that, look what I did. Let's just paint over it and do something different. <laughs>
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, I super love that.
1: Yeah. There's one, one piece that I've worked on the last few days. It has alcohol ink on it. And I'm just like, whatever possessed me to use alcohol ink? What, what, like just, I'm, I'm terrible at alcohol ink. So every time I find something that has alcohol ink, on I just like, I feel sorry for my past self. <laughs> Cause you can't paint over it. Um, it, acrylics won't paint over it it just bleeds through so you like paint over it for a while and go well there's the acrylic ink still here, still here.
0: oh but i love it then you know that's part of the process and like just figuring it out and yeah and those cycles <laughs> you know like you're just trying some stuff and it doesn't work and you're gonna move on to something new
1: right that alcoholic's still gonna be here
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's always a reminder of your
1: past right. you can't get escape it but yeah, it's um, it's fun. I've I've enjoyed working in the book where I've had all this old stuff and sort of, um, remaking it into what my modern art looks like. It'll be interesting to me, you know, in another five years if I'm tearing this book up and doing it again, right? Like <laughs> the ultimate yeah. in recycling.
0: Yes, yeah, so, so that's like the perfect sample example of cycles and just like going through new things, and it's just always. Yeah. Your creativity is just always cyclical (laughs) and it's all right. Like that, you know, you take a break, you come back, you rip something up, you paint over top of it. Um, you know, we just keep like rolling with it every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good stuff.
0: And so what has been your biggest creative, creative success recently?
1: Oh, um, I think that I'm, you know, this is really very basic, but I'm still working, right? Yeah. I'm still yeah. getting in here every day. It's still a thing. Um, so, I, you know, yesterday was a really successful day and that I produced a lot of stuff. But I do think just thinking about in terms of um, showing up every day, I think that's pretty successful.
0: Yeah, I think that's absolutely the definition of a success in creativity in general, but especially right now. (laughs) Uh, What does living a creative lifestyle look like for you?
1: Oh, I think all the things we've talked about, you know, you, um, you're, you're living, um, you know, sort of taking in as you're living, the things you read, the things you look at, you know. Magazines, movies, um, being outside—we've um, really, really enjoyed our hammock during the quarantine mm-hmm. time. We, uh, my mom, bought us a hammock at the end of the summer last summer at a yard sale, and I never thought I would get so much joy out of a twenty-five dollar yard sale pr- purchase as I have from this hammock. But we have lived in the hammock, and just being outside and listening to the birds and um, enjoying that. Outside time kind of recharges my batteries um, and, you know, cooking everything, everything that you do, if you're looking at it with an eye for, you know, color and shape and texture and enjoyment, I think that's very creative.
0: Yeah, I think that it's also like is the same answer to like, what's good for your mental health?
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. you
0: know a lot of those things are, are the same mm-hmm. um and when you know and when your mental health and your you know creative well are both like full and in good condition then your mm-hmm. art is gonna reflect mm-hmm. that
1: yeah i'm not a big subscriber to the tortured artist as mm-hmm. uh, trope i think that's unfair to folks i think you know living your best mental health physical health life is much better for your um artistic output than um being tortured and you know there are plenty of folks that are tortured and please get help if that's a problem but um you don't have to be tortured in order to produce art
0: exactly the only tortured artist i like is oran in parks and rec (laughs) yeah uh that's the only that's the only improved one Yeah, Um, yeah What is your favorite current resource for creativity? Where are you going? Like a book, a podcast, a person, a
1: course maybe you're taking? Um, I have really loved um, Amy Maracle's uh, weekly art hangouts. Um, That's how I got... She's so awesome. That's how I got started making the postcards. And it has just been really invaluable to me during this time to um, have a set time a week to make and, and, you know, just be free of expectations and, um, being concerned about the output just to make and enjoy it. So that's been a big thing. And then, you know, being outside has been really big for me. So I think those two are probably my biggest ones for this, this time period that we're in right now.
0: Oh, awesome. Yeah. I love to do Amy's courses and stuff, and um, they are. she does a free weekly kind of art hangout. I will post a link to that in the show notes Mm -hmm. so you guys can find it. Amy's been on the podcast multiple times, so hopefully you guys know who she is. She's awesome. Um, So lastly, Misty, what's new with you? What can we
1: be looking forward to? Well, I do have the show coming up. Um, I am in Madison, Alabama, and we have a huge – venue here in the Huntsville-Madison area area called Low Mill. It's a converted uh, textile mill that is um, one of the largest freestanding art spaces um, in the United States. They have eight galleries, I think. Six or eight? Maybe I'm overshooting. Maybe it's just six galleries. Uh, Just six galleries. Um, And so I will be there um, this summer um, from mid-June to the end of July, of course, pending um whatever is happening with our pandemic. <laughs> but uh, the the venue is spectacular. So if you're sort of in this area, that's a great place to visit. Um, they have beautiful, all kinds of beautiful artist shops and food places and it's just a neat place to spend a day um, if you are artistically inclined. That's my big thing right now. Um, I have sort of put my Etsy shop um on hiatus during this time just to Not be going to the post office, but I'm thinking about rebooting that. But you know, I'm still incubating that idea what it's going to look like.
0: Very nice, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Misty, for being here. I just love hearing your process and your thoughts and what you're working through. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you so much to you. Oh, you're so welcome. We'll have links to you in the show notes at lauren-likes.com/slash podcast so you guys can find Misty and connect with her and hopefully. Somebody will make it to your show and it'll <laughs> happen. Oh.
1: <laughs> and if it doesn't, you know, I've been sort of uh philosophical about that. If it happens, great. And if it doesn't, there will be another opportunity later. Um I'd rather people stay safe than um than try to get out to a video. Um but yeah, got my fingers crossed anyway.
0: Yeah, well maybe you can do a virtual show
1: if Absolutely it doesn't happen. Absolutely yeah. <laughs>
0: awesome oh well thank you so much missy for being here and you guys have a great week we will see you for another episode next week thank you so much for listening to how she creates if you enjoyed this episode and would like to know more about the show please visit lauren-likes.com podcast and be sure to sign up for the newsletter to know when new episodes are out and to stay up to date with all of the crafty creative happenings around here if you would take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes, that would be so helpful to let me know what you thought of the show and share with all your friends on Instagram by tagging me at Lauren Likes Blog and using the hashtag HowSheCreates. Until next week, I hope you get curious and go explore something.